Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, in today's episode, we're going to look at a question, which is what exactly did we inherit from Adam? Now, if I ask you that question right now, I think I know what most of us would say. We would say, well, we inherited sin from Adam. I'm going to challenge that just a little bit. I think sin is definitely part of the equation, but based on a passage in Romans chapter 5, I don't actually think that that's what we technically inherited from Adam. I don't think we get Adam's sin. I think we get death. And I think I can prove it to you. So let's go over to Romans chapter 5 and let's look at verse 12. I'm going to go ahead and read this whole passage. It's verses 12 through 21. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass, for if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many." And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through the righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now you may be thinking as we read that passage together that right in verse 19, Steve, it says, for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Obviously, Adam's sin made us all sinful. We inherit sin from Adam. But I would want to go back and look at that statement in its broader context. If you look again at verse 12, Paul says, therefore, as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So this interesting idea that Paul brings up is that Adam is certainly the catalyst, not only for sin, but for death. And so in a technical sense, yes, sin and death both came through Adam. But what Paul is, I think, trying to point out is this idea that we are all condemned. We all stand condemned because of one man's sin. But what are we condemned to? We're actually condemned to death. 
And we see this in verse 12, that death is what spread to all men because of the sin that came into the world through Adam. So how can we say, theologically and based on the text of Scripture, how can we say that death is what spread to all men because of Adam's sin? Well, because when Adam sinned, he got himself and Eve kicked out of the garden. In a way, he got all of us kicked out of the garden. And once Adam and Eve were removed from the Garden of Eden, that means that all humans would be born outside the garden. Not just outside the garden, but outside the, the presence of God directly, like it was in the garden, and, and catch this, away from the tree of life. We focus on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it's the one that Adam and Eve used to sin and disobey God. But there was another tree named amongst the trees in the garden, and it was the tree of life. When Adam and Eve are kicked out of the garden, they lost their conditional immortality. As long as they had stayed in the garden and in God's presence and by the tree of life, they would have, I think, continued to live forever. But as soon as that is removed, as soon as they can't eat from the tree of life, as soon as they're removed from God's presence in the garden, they will begin to die. They lost their conditional immortality, and now they, they will inevitably die. And remember, God even says when he puts the angel there, let's remove them from the garden unless they eat from the tree of life and live forever. So this is what we inherited from Adam. We're all born outside the garden. Because we're born outside the garden, we don't have conditional immortality. We're going to die. And that's true from the very moment that we're born. We're going to die. And we die because we sin. We see this here. Death spread to all men, in verse 12, because all sinned. So we don't die because Adam sinned. We die because we sin. But the circumstances of us being born outside the garden basically guarantee that we will sin and condemn ourselves, meaning that everyone will sin, just give us enough time. We will rebel, we will disobey God, and that's pretty much a fact. In fact, I would challenge you to look around at life and anyone that you know and find me an example of someone that's not true of. If you give us enough time, we will sin, we will rebel. And when we do, we condemn ourselves to death, just like Adam and Eve. So this passage in Romans chapter 5, that through Adam comes death, and through that circumstance of death, we all will sin and condemn ourselves to death, but that Jesus can redeem us from death through his life and his sinless perfection is it's a little bit of a different twist on, I think, how we think about this passage, but it also answers a very common question that comes up, which is, how in the world, Christian, is it fair that you believe that we are all punished because of someone else's sin? And they're speaking of Adam. Well, if, if this is the right interpretation of this passage, then we could simply say, uh, you aren't. You, you aren't punished for Adam's sin. None of us are. You're punished for your own sin, that you were born and given enough time, you're going to sin and rebel against God. And when you do, 
you inherit and incur death and condemnation for yourself. So you're not going to be punished for what someone else did. If you don't trust in Jesus, you're going to be punished for what you did. And I have yet to hear someone argue that it's not fair for someone to be punished for what they did. So I hope this helps us think a little bit differently and more hopefully clearly about this passage of scripture and the theological implications of it. I hope you'll join me tomorrow as we wrap up our discussion about the Gnostic Gospels.